Shazam! It's uh, Tiny Giant Jams. It's another episode. Feeling quite perky. It's been a, without giving anything away, because it's, it's about this jam, really. It's been a pretty crazy last few hours, hasn't it, really? Yeah, 24 hours, man. 24 hours of madness. Undiluted, <laughs> ai fueled madness. Indeed. Yeah, so we've got a, we've got a good jam today. Um, it's with, uh, it's with uh, Uslan Survey. Cool. I practiced that name for about a month before I met him to make sure I was right. And I'm going to tell you, Kerry Hassan, he is the coolest cat in Shoreditch. Is he? He's That's not, pretty cool, to he, be cool in Shoreditch. Yeah, he's not an actual cat, though. No, but, I gathered, I gathered. Which would be pretty weird if he was talking to me on a podcast. But he, yeah, you know what? He's just every every stitch is is in the perfect place. Is it? Oh, uh, yeah. He's, he's got some very interesting tales to tell because he's many things. He's like a renaissance. He's like the renaissance man of hip London. Really? It, what an honour it was to even be in his aura. <laughs> Shall we have a listen? I'm looking forward to it. Let's go. Hey, Uslan. Hello. What a pleasure it is to meet you today. Likewise. It's arty, isn't it? Yeah, we're in, we're in the Barbican, which is yeah, a local a local space for myself. You know, being a London lad and the face of Airbnb. Well, I, I hear I hear you getting all the galleries. Oh yeah, getting the galleries. Like, if there's a private view around the world, I'm not there. It's not a private view. Well, well, London at least. That quote me on that. A friend, an artist friend of mine said once. Uh, yeah, if, if this land's not a private view, it's not worth being. At. Well, so, you know, wise words indeed. Yeah, wise words. Wise so, words. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at you. I said, Uslan, give me that surname. Sive. Sive. I don't know Sive, but Sive. Sive. I, I put the emphasis on the C. Yeah. Um, no particular reason. Now let's think about you for a minute, right? Let's think about you for a little while. Yeah. With this is, we met. When did we meet? Uh, December. December time. At yeah. That VCN place. Yeah. In uh, Superhit Shoreditch. In Shoreditch, yes. In the uh, in the lovely strong room bars. Yeah. The talk series run by. Uh, well, Mark mu- Ellis. Yeah, Mark Ellis, mutual friend of ours, is he? Yeah. 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 And I've known Mark for a number of years, actually. I used to Long work with him. Years. Yeah, I used to work with him maybe about, oh God, I keep saying 10 years ago. It's probably about 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, we we're working in an agency together, a content marketing, uh, customer publishing agency. Yeah. And uh, reconnected with him a few years back, and he would tell me about his VCN talk series, Be Up My Alley. And uh, yeah, we had a. We were both on the bill together, weren't we? Both on the bill. Both on the bill. And you told your tales. Yeah. And uh, I thought, ah, this is this is a guy who's, who can tell a good story. <laughs> I thought this is good podcast material. Even before we had the idea of doing this podcast, so exactly. That's yeah. futurism at work. So you, if I may take the liberty, yep. you are a photographer. Yeah. Artist. Yes. Content expert. Yeah, that's the. Now I'm going to admit, because that can go either way, can't it? Because yeah. you could be a content expert who's very good at being happy. <laughs> or, you <can> be, <laughs> or you can be, words can, are there to I, be. You see, that's... Uh, you know what I'm saying? Or exactly. You can be a, con- a stuff expert. But is it one? Is it both? Spot, spot the copywriter in the building, yeah. Do you flip-flop? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Yes? Yep. But you are many other things. Guna. Yes, massive Raconteur. Yeah, I... Everything, anything. So, what are you today? What am I today? Today, I'm 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 Nortz's podcast interviewee. Okay, another which label. Means, which we're, which we're, I, I think it's going to be a, a bit of a mix. I mean, today, in terms of working on it, I'm meeting somebody that's actually more the content expert stuff. So, I've been advising a client on 
uh, a new brand he's working on. Can't talk too much about it. NDAs and whatnot. NDAs. So, so it's a mixture of the brand strategy for working on it. So you know, can't talk too much about it. Uh, it's in the leisure space, uh, but also the practical sides of what he should do with that brand. But so there's that side of it. So sort of working on, but also today, I think we can chat about the wider aspects, which is my route to fame. Oh, I'd like to come to that. I suppose I'd give the listener a sense of who you are. As I say, you work in that content space. Yeah. I've seen your photos, and we'll put some links up as well. Take people to your work Wonderful. and that. See it. Um, give us in a sort of uh, short space on that, a little pot of history. Yeah. Of where you've got to, like this interest of content has always been. Yeah, the place. yeah. So it's one of those routes to landing in that creative space where a lot of us work in through. Not, I think not traditional means. I don't think anybody goes through traditional means in what the is world. Traditional, traditional means. means yeah. I'm just thinking about you know the friends who who I went to say college university with who to a graduate scheme like, they work in the industry they 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 studied in and you know 25 years later they're still plugging away at that. Whereas I just ended up getting a job one day at a creative agency. Just which walk, I didn't walk in and get a job. It was a case of. Nepotism, shall we call it? Well, uh, that's out. Yeah, really. What, what was the case? It was yeah. Go back fifteen odd years. Uh, friend of mine's stepmom was as an MD at a publishing agency. Yeah, brand publishing. Mm-hmm. And they needed somebody to set a desk, answer phones, know that kind of stuff. Very office admin things. I wasn't doing anything that week. I came along. They loved me. Yeah, and I liked. The industry, like what was going on. I was, you know, creative soul. My dad was an artist. I grew up taking pictures of everything, but I didn't really have a direction of what I wanted to do. And you end up in a place where they're doing things for brands, but it's creating magazines, creating catalogs, creating, you know, before digital content really existed, there were no iPhones, no apps in those days. You were hooked by the idea of not just making something to flog, mm-hmm. but actually trying to connect the audience with that brand and what. Well, that means not just conceptually, but you know, creating good things for them, creating things that would have an impact on their lives, and or even just bring a bit of joy to them. But not just selling products, to build that relationship between customer and brand. In those, are particularly customer, because it works on a lot of retail clients like Marks and Spencers or Conrad, as well as charities and institutions where they have a user base that aren't necessarily captive but they, they, there's already a link there and it's trying to build it's trying to build that relationship yeah you know when, when you're working on things you know you're relatively young and you realise we're doing a catalogue we've got editors from newsstand magazines working on this and happily and you realise you know, your, your eyes are open to that a bit in terms of what brand uh, creative can be and is so now after that it just progressed and I eventually I started working in a digital space when that started to merge so started helping you know, producing apps and web content, microsites, websites. When iPhones first came up, Android started making apps for some of the clients. Mm-hmm. So I just devised, I started expanding out. And what... Does that mean you go deep in the code? No. no. I just employ somebody to do that. I, I, I understand a bit, but it's more, for me, it's understanding what possibilities exist. Yeah. And then when you're talking to, whether it's a client, whether it's somebody within a team, whether it's internal it's or external it's it's understanding the possibilities and then finding somebody who can actually build those yeah. possibilities for you because no good just i think there's always you have to have people who understand what you can do and people can do it mm-hmm. so i can do the things you know 
can take pictures, I can design bits, I can think about you know, the ideas behind it, but when it comes to the code, leave me away from it. I understand the possibilities of the key for that. So progress to, to those things, but look at the key is, I never really cared about the platform I was working on. I just cared about what we're producing for the people in, in question, or the users. And, so, and that thinking expanded out of not just professional work, personal work. So you're shooting, it's like, well, what are you shooting for? What's, you know, you know who's going to view it? Or those, those sort of questions also interested me. So the platform is what I was working on or creating on became almost irrelevant, not irrelevant, but there wasn't the aim of it. So I didn't want to work in, necessarily work in a digital field or a, a print field or an outdoor field. It's just... You can't be tethered, can you? No. Untetherable. Exactly. And then when, you, then when you're moving on to creating things like artwork or photography, you you kept that mindset. So in the last couple of years, I've been getting more into creating art, having a few exhibitions and things. And the mixture of work has been on one side, pure photography work, on the side, illustration work, on the other side, mixing in things with LEDs and reprogramming those with, with, with hand drawings and video animation work just to create a message or what I want to communicate to the viewing audience. So it's it's always been user-centric for the last, let's say, 10 years or so. But then, sorry, I've just gone off track a little bit. It's um, fun. So it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Those things progressed. Uh, and then a few years ago, from working, you know, still working in an agency sort of model and world, decided to quit and go freelance. Old. Bold Brave. move. Bold move. Or, or was it? Maybe it was the well, logical obvious. It was a logical decision because in terms of how excited I was by the projects I was working on, sort of tailed off a bit. Yeah. But also, I got to an age where I had enough contacts and I had enough within the industry and a confidence within who I knew and who I could get to work on projects with. Yeah. That little black book was big enough that I could make that step. And yeah, for the last few years, I've been trying to find exactly what the USP is with that, you know, where, what unique offering I can give to clients and to, to people. And that has been a, a very much a mix of, of things. Some successful, some not. So I've worked so in that space and worked with the various varying types of clients, mm-hmm. worked from charities to education institutions to small design agencies to all manner of things thinking about it you know financial brands everything to um, a mixture of projects so it could be something as very not say simple but as straightforward as building a website so yeah. it could be something as doing a rebrand but it could also be something as thinking about what their brand messages for, the, for, for some of these these brands and it mixes and it's quite nice to look at those those different elements and also building teams when it comes to actually to creating the the end product as yeah. well and picking through my little black book of people and who can do this and who's best suited for that is a quite nice nice thing so it's a mixture of the content producer element and also content strategy and also a little bit of the actual creative what's the word spark spark now I do hope you keep yeah. duplicate of that black book because yeah. that seems central to your existence well it does <laughs> but it's, it's all it's all it's all on iCloud <laughs> so there was somebody, wasn't there, years ago, I always think it's either, it's either Bob Monkhouse or Tom O'Connor yeah. who had all their jokes in one book and lost it. Oh. And it was like the search was on. Was it ever found, was it found by Pickles the dog? That's another story. A football story for another time. Yeah. Oh. So I'm going to throw a big question out yeah. to you. It's content is your thing. Yeah. You, you, you live, reside and earn a living from that. Yeah. Um, this is a big question. It doesn't necessarily necessitate a, an immediate answer. Well, in terms of sound, yes, but is there a right answer? I don't know. What do you think yeah. makes for great content? Hmm. 
Now, that's a big question. I know. <laughs> well, we had to well, come to a big place yeah. to ask a big question. Well, good. I mean, there's. I mean, harking back to what I've already sort of mentioned, it has to appeal to somebody. Yeah. And nothing's going to appeal to everybody. I've learned that in life over a while. Things, you know, nobody's going to, not everybody's going to universally like something. And that's that's a hard thing to first of all um, realise. But is there non, is, would you say that their non-receptiveness is more apathetic? Or of course, you can always flip things, can't you? The imam of hating something. Exactly. But then, I think it has to, I think it has to, Produce a reaction of some of some description. Yeah. Whether it's internal, whether it's external, whether it's emotional. For me, that may, that is what good content is about. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say for me, that's the key to it all. Is creating a reaction. So I think we, you, you, I've made stuff. We've all made stuff where where it's good. It get it, it has figures that show it's good. Uh, there's an apathy around it. Yeah. Just because it's very run of the mill. It's very. It doesn't really do much. I think where. It has an impact or has, has creates some kind of reaction from something. That, I think, is, is what I would count as, as a good piece of work, content. Wise. So what would you say in your career today yeah. is is one of your content successes? Well, balance? I think well, it's, it's, it's actually measuring success, I think, is quite an interesting thing as well. So I yeah. worked on this many years ago, early days of iOS starting up an app. Yeah. Worked with a charity client and... We came to them with the concept of building an app for them. Very simple. How much can I talk about this? Yeah, it's out. So you have an NDA situation. Here. No, no, no. no, 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 no. It's, no it's a very old thing. So yeah. it was. Um, it was for an agency I was working for, and it, it was a very simple parenting app where it helps you. I don't like too much. It helps you find baby change facilities. Very yeah. simple. Early days of apps. Very basic concept. Nobody really had a thing they were doing that, and we didn't really make. Talk about how much we didn't really, it wasn't really we didn't make profit out of it. It was one of those ones that we came in and did partner with them. We're not it, for us. It was about actually getting in that space and and trying to make something. Mm-hmm. Muddling through, you know, we, we felt you know I managed to find this developer who's working on something who's just starting doing it. Now he's I think he's used to be head iOS at the BBC or something. He's he's gone on to do his own fantastic things. And, mm-hmm. and we built this we built this app. It was already an existing client. We built this thing for them. They loved they loved it. Released it out, got decent, you know, press coverage. Won a couple of awards. Nice. Really happy. I actually have, the, uh, I still have that award in my kitchen. Good which is for quite you. Nice. But yeah, it solved the problem for those users. But what really took me about why I really like that piece of work is, um, so I got involved in it. We didn't, you know, sort of muddle through. We didn't know what we were doing with a lot of it. You know, we yeah. had to learn. Had to learn what you, you know, UX didn't really exist at that point as a separate industry. So we had to learn to, to do these things. And mm. probably, be, you know, probably maybe not. We spent too much money on, on certain phases of it. You know, refined. So you're being pioneering. Pioneering. But what? But what? What really struck me is why I enjoyed working on that, and why it's, I think it was one of those success stories. Was years and years later. Um, well, maybe a couple of years later, not years later. I was at uh, one of my closest friends' wedding, yeah. and I'm there, and I bump into an old friend. And this old friend, I didn't realise was okay, friends with my friend, so it's a real surprise to see them because yeah. I didn't think I didn't yeah. know they knew each other. We knew each other from years back through sort of photography circles and things. And oh, hello! It was a really nice sort of meeting of, of an old again another creative person. And he said, oh, you know, what have you been up to? That kind of chit-chat. And he was there with his, with his wife and mm-hmm. his new kid. 
and and who weren't physically there at that very second. They were, they were they were in the bathroom, and he was showing me this baby changing, uh, finding app. He said, "This is brilliant." Oh, like, I, see, a, I see where this is going. And, that, and, and, I, that was, and he showed me which one it was. It was the one that we obviously created and devised. And I was like, that's mine. I, that's, that's, our, that's our app. I'm working on version two right now, which is, you know, and showed him the, yeah. the beta version we had. It's, you know, vastly improved. The, the data sets are way better. And it was a fantastic piece. And it, just, it was the way that it had an impact on his life. And he was raving about it, not knowing that I worked on it and showing it to me. That was a real buzz, and it was because it, again, a charity client. It has that their focus is actually to do good for people, and that was a real, real, real buzz. And I can see that. Interesting why on meeting you, he'd be raving about her. Well, he's uh, well, he's uh, can, uh, yeah. I get context. He's, he's context. Uh, context. His wife was taking the uh, the newborn baby to change their. Swilled nappy is that the word they use? Uh, right, I'm sure that I is don't the know. Word, but I, don't we'll remember word. I don't have. I don't have kids. Well, I don't know. Enough. See, we have a little insight there. Yeah. Now, um, I'm going to change tax slightly yeah. right? because this is where um, it's interesting, right? Um, you told a really good story yeah. last year, right? And I yeah. think the listeners should should hear something about it. Yeah, sure. I think it's a very interesting tale. A little bit like creative things. Sometimes you can do, you can become involved in something, mm. and the repercussions or the way the story. Evolves. evolves, amplifies, grows, twists is not what you expect. Yeah. So, so where, where should we start? Well, I'll start. Also, interesting. So, we've talked about what I am in that content space that, you know, the day to day money making thing. Yeah. And, you know, it's that Nathan Barley world I live in. I live in Shoreditch. Do you really? Is it? Is that look at, I mean, the, the, the listeners can't see what I look like, but I'm sure Norts will oh, testify. You, you, you know, I've got the uh, the, the, the big glasses. The, what am I wearing today? Kind of well, I want to say I don't want to say man push them, but you know, first time I set eyes on you, I it's, thought that's everything I should be. And failed to <laughs> <laughs> but it's that. It's it's that. It's. He's, I, like, can I say, listener? He's got it. He's got it all gone. It achingly hip. Yeah. Achingly. It's it's taken me you know nearly forty years to craft this, but <laughs> it's 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 that that shortage that sort shortage thing, but that's not the story I'm going to tell. The story I'm going to tell is slightly different. The story I'm going to tell is how I've got my had my face on the side of a bus, my face on tube not through an accident, not through an accident. No, no, not through an accident. It's not just walking around something. It's it's yeah, I was the face. Of a major brand ad campaign no. last year, yeah. So tell us more. Yeah, so it's I became quite bizarrely last year the face of can I say Airbnbs? You just said it. I've just said, said yeah, I was going to say the face of a very famous uh, home sharing. Oh, they're they're very intuitive. Obviously. Yeah, but we're not going to we're not, we're not going to advertise them because you know the algorithms will probably pick up the radio ads I've done for them and place them over this section. Of the podcast. Oh, we're, we're, we're non-monetized. Oh, That's the way we oh. go. Maybe I'll, I'll, just, I'll play the clip right now. No, no, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll cut it in. So, rhymed a bit. So, probably around this time last year, I was, uh, again, on my regular week of freelancing, doing what I was doing, and I got invited to an Airbnb event. Yeah. So, I host my flat on Airbnb. Again, it's a burst in the bubble on here. Not that often. I host it when I go away on holiday because it just, I feel like it's, for various reasons, I think the flats 
not going to I, I will say I'm going to have to stop you there just yeah. early for, for those yeah. people who don't who don't do it outside of the metropolitan bubble <laughs> right? um, interesting choice of verb there that the so in effect by hosting you you I would call that Give me flat out for people to rent out. Rent out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. just using the vernacular. But I, like that's I like that. I'm already ingrained in the brand. That's what that's. Well, that's good. Yeah, Sarah. Host. So you were. Host. So yes, yeah, so they had a, like a hosting event. Yeah. And it was around the corner from me, and I see the words hosting event. Give a talk about stuff plus three booze. I'm going to be there. Yeah. And it's a Tuesday night. It was freezing cold. Do you remember this time last year? It was snowing. Oh, this it was the beast from the east. Yeah, wasn't it? Nipped out. Had a chat, and I, I. I I've turned that full of cynicism. Yeah. I expect it to be a talk trying to sell their product. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, with that cynical hat on, turned up, you know, face like that. And I chatted to a few people. It was actually quite nice. They were trying to, they try to build community things. They work on a lot of projects that involve local communities outside of what they really advertise. But I was, you know, somewhat cynical about it. And the community people there seemed to like me. Yeah. So swap details with... Uh, the community managers from London and got a little message back saying, hey, do you want to meet up? We can have a chat about any things we're working on you'd like to help with. Yeah. Yeah, and being slightly cynical, I think they want they want to build communities and so I won't they could, go... They could, use, they could have used your skill set? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. So that was one thing. So I had my details. Then they asked, is it okay if we pass on your details to marketing? Oh. And I just thought, yeah, sure. I'm not. I'm not fussed by that. I've had my face on things before. I'm not, it's okay. Who even knows what that means, listener? Exactly. Well, we'll see. <laughs> um, so, following from that, probably about two weeks later, I yeah. get a call from the ad agency who does stuff for Airbnb, yeah. rather large one, yeah. um, from their office in Amsterdam. Yeah. I get a call saying, interviewing about what I, who I am, what I do, as a person trying to fill yeah. out things which is you know fairly straightforward and you, building uh, a picture building a picture you, of who yeah. I am and towards the end of it it's like when when are we going to book you in for this shoot so I'm expecting it to be okay right shoot in a studio things I've actually shot before similar yeah. thing in a studio the interview for maybe 20 minutes over the phone get some extra stuff I'll be brutal. I'll be br- are you getting uh, are you getting moolah for this? Yeah, Sweet not, moolah. Uh, a little bit, not quite enough though. Okay. Uh, not enough to retire on my yacht yet. But no, just to, yeah. well, it was enough. It's not many things. Often you get these these uh, opportunities, not to me, but in that world where they think it's just nice to be on the ad. You go, no, no. Well, I actually did get paid. That was oh, the good. thing. So good. That was all right. That's good. Then. So next thing you know, it, I've got a thirty-person film crew in my one-bedroom flat in Hoxton. Man, that's um, a really big flat or yeah. a very crowded. I think the latter. Um, oh. The hallway was full of my stuff, which they had to move out the way to film this out. So essentially, they decided they wanted to film a campaign with me as part of it. Um, with other, they had other other Airbnb hosts. Yeah. That's called. So it was the authenticity of your actual place. Yeah. So it's just actual place filmed at my actual place. Yeah, we filmed with real host. Although depending on how, I don't really host that much. Burst yeah. the bubble there. So only you know occasionally. And you know, relatively scripted as well. So it's not. It, so you're doing the lines, you're doing, delivering. Yeah, some... well, the, well was, the, the lines are technically about me, but there's there's leeway in there. So it was a fun little. You didn't go all Mariah Carey and start like that. Start warbling. Just, uh, direct, I just I wouldn't then, say it like this. I, I... There was a little bit of that. There was a little bit of that. They, well, they they want to use your own language. I no. think that's the whole point of having real life, real life. You want to put knowledge. a bit of Shoreditch 
Foie. Well, yeah, exactly. That put yeah, put a twang in there. Lovely. So they, they had yeah, they ran this advert which is based based on like you can. I don't know if it's on their website. Probably is still. Is this out. the thing? I'm gonna. F- oh, we'll find it. And we'll post with the ore. With the ore. Is it the ore? The ore yeah, of destiny. The ore with the ore. So yeah. so there's a there's a there's a there's various variations on the advert. And one one variation is me just saying ore a lot, cut through quite a lot, which is quite comical. So it's a, it was a, it was a yeah it was a, a, a yeah, it was a broadcast quality level yeah. advert shot for online. And platforms. you might have just thought, well, that was the end of it. And I thought that was the end of it. Got my check done. Nice. Not call. Uh, they don't call back. Um, telephone call. Uh, the email from the Airbnb guy saying, yeah. "Well, we've got another opportunity coming up." Um, for a radio commercial and an outdoor thing. So, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, sure. I'll yeah. be up for this. Sent through the script yeah. for a radio commercial. I was like, oh, this is quite nice. And that scaled up. Radio yeah. can't be quite as localised. So, little caveat, this is very hyper-localised advert. It's targeted towards London audience. Yeah. Um, this is slightly wider because you can't, you know, if it's on going on, you know, national radio, it's national radio. And slightly more scripted this time, back and forth. Yeah. Apparently, I want to want to buy a racing bike with my Airbnb money. I don't not into bikes, you know. You know, I want to buy a new sofa. It's like I quite like my sofa. I don't, you know, other elements. It's all relatively fake. But that was another another sort of bow to the was a quiver to the arrow bow to I don't know. I don't know the analogy. So they all said, "Oh, we're going to we're going to scale, scale us up to an outdoor commercial. We're going to you know, take you know, there's some shots. We're going to use these. Yeah, sure, I'll sign off on that." Yeah, I thought nothing of it. I right. thought, okay, we'll have some radio adverts. People might hear it. They'll put an they'll put an outdoor advert, maybe a, a six sheet up somewhere they don't re, don't see. Forgot nothing of it. Adverts yeah. were coming on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube pre rolls. Friends were like sending me up a text. It was quite nice. Yeah, and it all just kicked off. Um, Probably about two days after my birthday, I think, right. which is you know nice timing. They just ramped up this campaign because from what I can tell, I think the metrics work really well. There's good, there was not as good feedback. It's the Islam factor. That. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think it, they were saying it was testing really well. It was the, the online stuff, so I suppose they scaled it up. They had posters plastered all over the underground. So I'm talking about you know a tube. I don't know. If, where our listeners are sort of based, but think of a tube platform where you're waiting for a tube on the other side of the of the platform for you are where the wall is. I mean, how tall are those are those posters? They're eight, ten foot, ten foot, ten foot, ten foot. Because I'm yeah, I'd say ten foot. They're double my height, yeah. and I'm like six no, that foot. Means five foot. I'd make you. Those <laughs> <laughs> quite tall, everybody. Yeah. So that yeah, with my face. It's my beaming, smiling face plastered all over the, these tube stations. And some, also because tube station across the other side of the platform, nobody can deface them. So there were... Oh, pristine. But, yeah, but you're talking about stations like Oxford Circus, Piccadilly, like Leicester Square, the, big tube stations, Hoburn, Bank. Like they're not the rural ones. Nobody's there. They're massive tube stations where millions of people walk oh, through every day. with the big boys here. Um, six sheets outside my flat in Old Street walking past. And it, they were everywhere. Uh, they, this radio campaign came at the same time. Do you think our radio campaign? They were in front of yeah, free Spotify, so people in cafes hearing it on yeah. podcasts all over the place. So I think my favourite one, somebody heard it in front of was uh, my dad wrote a porno. So, you know, one of those things I, yeah, say if you, my voice was interrupting somebody reading out porn, which I think was quite funny. 
uh, weights. So it was my voice, my face was everywhere, literally everywhere. You couldn't for for space for about three months. You couldn't walk down the street without seeing my face around. Uh, around uh, London. Well, obviously you couldn't help see it as well because you do live in London. Yeah. How does that how does that manifest kind of emotionally? Well, I, I, I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I thought it was great. I mean, there was a, a couple of days after again. It was my birthday. Yeah. And a little tradition I do on my birthday is uh, I take my mum out for lunch. Yeah. So, so we'll, somewhere in Shoreditch or something, we'll take, you know, take the afternoon off and stay crap for lunch. It's one of those, it's, it's a little thing we always do. And I was thinking, oh, what do you want to do this afternoon? Maybe go to a gallery, maybe, you know, do you want to see a show or something? Or, you know, what would you fancy doing? Like walk, wandering around somewhere? So, and people don't believe me. She said, do you want to go, for, should we go find your posters? Now, Everybody assumes this is an egotistical thing. I want to go. I drag my mum along. He's out of control. No, so we just went. Right, we went, you know, looking for the posters around the tube stations. We're doing an Uslan treasure hunt. Yeah, selfie, not selfies with my mum on the tube platform. Yeah, um, you know, my little. When I say a well, like pension the mum, taking selfies of of us on the tube station, proud as oh, punch. Imagine, and it, it was just it was it was. It was I find it hilarious. Yeah, the next day I went to get my hair cut, and I was taking a tube back the Victoria line back east and I knew where in Oxford Circus my 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 poster was so I didn't really got on at Victoria at that bit of the tube almost sat with my back in a similar pose waiting for people's reactions to come on I was playing about with it I thought it was hilarious and so I got a friend of mine to take a shot of me wearing exactly the same clothes as I'm in the advert standing next to it on on the street I thought we you're going to have fun with it. It's not every day you're going to be a face of a, of a campaign. You know, it's, it, I just thought, have fun with it. I, I, I do, I do Embrace think, though, it. As, a, as an app developer, as you've told, yeah. I think you missed an opportunity there not to, to build the uh, Find Usland map of London. You know what? And I've got, and I've got that data set like, <sighs> background as well from things. I probably, I probably should have done that. I have my face on the, uh, the iOS. Like. So I guess, so let's just, for, yeah. if, the, um, if the listener should ever be so fortunate as to have yeah. one of these opportune phone calls come in, because yeah. obviously, you know, the, the, uh, the fame bubble doesn't, oh, that doesn't no. last forever. And then, would you, would you, because some people are, are like inherently shy, aren't they? Yeah. They? Would you say it's always better to go for it? Well, I, not to go for I it. think, I think go for it because yeah. it's. Uh, I suppose a lot. Some people say whether they're naturally shy. Or I think that's hit, that's whether there's debatable whether somebody's naturally shy or not. Yeah. You know, there's elements where you, you are. Well, I'm quite timid, but really, yeah, yeah. I think it's there's it's, always it's buried deep below the exactly, surface. Yeah. So I think I think it's a case of I say go for it, but also it's not just because of let's say the Airbnb campaign that happened where my face is everywhere, it's the stuff you learn off the back of it as well. Yeah. So what from the Airbnb work, I ended up picking up other work as well outside of my regular content type things. So what well, the example is, last week I was uh, filming with actually another person who gave a talk for one of uh, Mark's VCN things, yeah. Al Melvin, who was filming a short film music video thing and wanted me to act in it. He's so got, he's got acting skills. Yeah, so you appeared on that, which was which is really good. So that's another another sort of element to it. So, so again, it's all about joining these dots. Yeah, and, and it's and it's you, there's more other opportunities to be on the other side of the microphone of the camera. Well, I'm used to being behind it for everything I've worked on mostly before, and it's it's good because it, a you have these other opportunities, other revenue streams coming in, fun things as well to do off the back of it, but also what you've learned in terms of say performance but 
how you can bring those ideas back into what you are you're working as well. So if you're doing a presentation, the way to deliver that that talk, the way to engage with people helps because you're seeing it from the other side, you're seeing it from the performance performance side. But also when you work on those things, actually think because you all you tend to be when you've been the other side is the constraints and strains that you have either side of it or learning those elements. I think it's really good to see both all these different parts mm-hmm. of the creative process. And it's sometimes we get stuck in that bubble of, you know, whether it's an actor, performer, they're, they're just there and they're not, it's not, I think what's the correct, the correct terminology here. You're, you take it for granted what they do. And sometimes it's nice to see other sides of them. And also, I dare say a lot of, whether they're, say voiceover artists actors models they take that creative side for granted too as well mm. they don't see the there's, a, there's a client that needs this they need to do they don't better take you know four or five cuts because they actually they haven't quite figured out what that potentially what they want from it or they want options they want these things and I think it's good to see both sides of, of, of that process and the back and forth between it I think it's I think it's good to, to flip it over at times and it's one of those things when I sort of photography assignments I used to get where let's say I had half an hour to shoot somebody we've already interviewed yeah but I've already seen the layouts I've already I already know that relationship they would have with the client I already know what what that look has to be I mean the photographers would get they get it perfect or you know some but this low level stuff we can't really pay a lot of those people really to really drill down and on the fly you really learn like okay even things like how to shoot how you should be shot like because that is exactly what that looks like. I know they have time to, to mess about or do these other things with it. Just how you set it all up when you've got when, it, when it's ready done or you're already ingrained in that in that mindset of it all. It's not the level of that where you're looking at what if you're performing on something or, or you're reading out something. You want to get it right for them, but also you realize they want they need they need three or four different ways to, to, to go with it. They need different options, and it's and it's tiring because it can take a while to do, but. Yeah, you understand what their job is like. You want to, you, if you make it easy for them, they'll get you back for more things, or they or, or, or makes it makes a better product full stop. So, so you learn a lot with those elements, and also to actually be able to do them. And it's you know, why I say I love new experiences. Why not give a hand of it? If it doesn't work, doesn't work. What 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 Move harm? On. What harm's going to do with it? You know. Fair enough. Now look at the time. Flown by. It's oh, flown by. Right Sorry, I've been, I've been no, no, no. We, we, we. I guess we better wrap. So I want yep. to say it's been an absolute pleasure. You'll mm. come back again, won't you? Oh, likewise. Because I imagine this as a podcast could run for I don't know, maybe eons. Yeah, something like that. Maybe um, you could give me some advice off mic later. How's for? I'd like to go into some private viewings. Oh yes, that sounds so. Oh, wrong. that's a whole but other I world think. of Uslan of, of the artist. Well, maybe we'll have a, we'll have an Uslan special on that. So I would like to say thank you very much for coming on Tiny Giant Jams. It's been a pleasure. Hey everyone, see you at the next one. Brilliant.